Welcome back to the What is Love podcast and project. Last week, we explored how to love by examining the theory of the eight Greek love types, five love languages, and Helen Fisher's four love types. Did you take the love language test? If you want to share your results or come on the podcast and share your art or interview with us, be sure to follow our Instagram at W-I-L underscore P-O-D-C-A-S-T and use the link in the description and fill out our Google form. It's also a great resource to find out more about The Will Project and how you can get more involved. The Will Project would like to also acknowledge that the land we're broadcasting from is the original homeland of the Piscataway and Anatoc tribal nations. We honor and respect the many diverse indigenous peoples still connected to the land of Georgetown and the larger DC region on which we gather. This week, we're talking about self-care, dating the self and taking care of health, and exploring the question of what that means for us as Georgetown students. The HuffPost recently published an article about self-care questions that we should be asking ourselves. And I invited my very good friend, Karina, to have a conversation with us today. Karina, go ahead and introduce yourself. All right, hi everyone, my name is Karina. I am a current senior, class of 2020, in the McDonough School of Business doing marketing and IB. Um, She, her, hers. Yes, and where are you from, Karina? I am from San Antonio, Texas, really proud. What has been like your experience at Georgetown University and how as a senior have you tried to like implement self-care? Wow, that's a loaded question. I would say you really just gotta be kind to yourself. I think Georgetown is such a learning experience, not only because you're kind of growing up with a bunch of people your age and you follow this process of like a four year journey. And I would say I've never been, while I like to think like I've remained the same, I don't think I've been the same person every single year. And I don't think the same people have been in my life. But I do think that, you know, people teach you things. And like, mm. I think what a lot of my friends have taught me, especially this semester and last semester in my senior year, is how to self-love and like how to essentially pu- repurpose Georgetown into just being for you and like carving out that time for you. It's interesting, you, you mentioned like your identity has evolved semester from semester and year to year. Like what was Karina like before Georgetown? Like who was she? Like who was Karina in high school? Oh, well while we're both insane, I would say that high school Karina was <laughs> crazy. She did every single club. She was president of everything. She was model UN, president yes. of school. I created like this politics club. Um, I met President Obama and Ruth Bader Ginsburg for this like very selective program the year. Then I had gotten into Georgetown, so I was just like riding high and I feel like Georgetown really came and like taught me some lessons, like smacked me down off my little cloud and taught me things, yeah. Mm, taught you things. And so like going back to life before Georgetown, what were some of the ways that you used to practice self-care? Like how did like high school Karina practice self-care and all like the hustle and bustle of your commitments and clubs and trying to get the best grades in class. Like what did you do to help yourself succeed? And also when like you think about this question, don't forget about like friends and family and like the roles like our friends, our communities, our cultures play in like how we experience our identity and how our identity is then how we take care of ourselves within that. Mm-hmm. I would say I really didn't practice self-care as well as I do now back mm-hmm. in the day um I would say like my form of self-care was making sure like I had carved out time to like make a cup of coffee in the morning or um another really big thing that was important to me is I that I'm just considering now is the fact that when I whenever I'd go home from my very strenuous school life um my grandma would always drive me home up until I would say like my senior years when I eventually started driving myself 
Um, but she would still like to take me home some days. And we'd always stop off to get like coffee or a snack and just talk about our lives and how much I was going to miss her. And like she she also knew a lot of like my home life situation. And like we, we, we all know how our moms are, like how our dads are. So she would let me vent to her. And, you know, she was always on my side and she helps pay for Georgetown and she helps. She, you know, she really helped get me here. So I would say that, you know, while everyone has different family members or different like family situations or different friend situations, you always have to find at least like one person who can hear you out and like unjudgmentally like help you. So that was my self-care is my grandma. Shout out to you. I think it's really cool that you mentioned like how your grandmother was someone who was a self-care figure for you, like an individual embodied self-care. And that actually reminds me growing up in high school in Northeast DC, my mentor, Ellen, who I had met before going into high school. And she was one of those people for me who also like helped teach me and cultivate self-care within me. Like before I had met her, I was always just like super like stressy, like really like uptight, like, oh, gotta like do everything type of like young, 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 young teenager. And then Mm -hmm. Ellen like came into my life and reminded me like, hey, like, look, it's cool to like slow down. Like we would get dinner together and I just like have hour long conversations about like life and having her in my life was also really impactful. And I feel like she was also definitely somebody who inadvertently got me into Georgetown through just like the support and the love she gave me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really important. So going from high school, entering Georgetown freshman year, like what was Karina like? What was Karina like then? Freshman year? Yes, take us back. Well, we met. Oh, yes, you're right. Where did we meet, Karina? We met at the Community Scholars Program. Shout out. Was it 2016? 2016. 2016. CSP 2016. And it was like summer 16, like Uh, like Drake, like that whole vibe. Obama was in office. Obama was in office. It was, we were good. It was a good time all around. Um, it was a very hot summer, but we met, and we've been friends ever since. Mm-hmm. We have. But I think that, I don't know, freshman year I was definitely, I had never been to college on first gen, um, so my parents couldn't really, like, help figure out college, and I think, you know, classes were really hard, and I, I like, skipped my first couple. I withdrew from my first class. Mm-hmm. What else happened? I also started in the business school, and I think all my fellow MSBers can tell you that your freshman and sophomore year, they really try hard to like weed you out and like mm. force you to leave by just giving you like really hard classes and like awful grades. And you know, like it's a really hard mentally, mentally to like figure out life and like yourself and your friends and DC. I mean, I'm from Texas and I'm from the seventh biggest city in the country. <laughs> um, so DC is significantly smaller and like <laughs> everyone likes to walk here and. I, I got in my first car accident in D.C. That summer, like I remember that, that. remember that freshman year. So it was just a time. Like, I had also just turned, I believe I was going to turn 18 or 19. So growing up. Growing up, I was, like, fresh in, like freshly an adult without my parents for the first time. And they're Mexican, so, like, very, you know, I didn't go anywhere without my parents really. Mm-hmm. Or, like, mm-hmm. they knew all my moves. So it was very different, like, coming to college and just being able to do whatever I wanted and, Kind of going into that, yeah. Oh my God, don't I remember our summer navigating like freshman year. I remember one of like the, the funniest things I remember we used to do, we used to go down to Cafe Romeo's. Oh my God. Which is now closed. It's closed. They closed it down. I was just there last Georgetown day. I know, it's, it's shut down. I'm sure it is. They were shady. It was a little iffy, but y'all, this place was amazing. They had like the best chili cheese fries, the Their best pizza. pizza. We used to go up there, guys, over these on these late summer nights at like 12, 1, <laughs> and like just 
smoke hookah and they eat pizza they didn't card you and we would just sit just chat and just like a, talk about like our freshman first year experience it was dope it was dope wow i can't believe they're closed i know i'm kind of sad that is their pizza was amazing i don't really like hookah that much but they didn't card and their pizza was amazing their food was good you guys i'm sorry all the underclassmen up there you, you really missed out yeah it was, it was in glover park right right up the street you could take a safe ride there freshman year was a crazy time i could say as a senior like looking back it's, it's impossible not to change, not to grow, not to evolve. And I can admit this, like, I would definitely say that de-evolution also could happen too. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I've probably witnessed some people mm-hmm. on campus who, in my opinion, in my personal opinion, who they were when they started was someone who was, like, more confident, outgoing, outspoken, and joyful. And who they ended up being as, like, a senior might be someone who is, like, quieter, more to themselves, more reserved, and then a little just more like sad inside i kind of feel like that's me like oh I, my god but not that's like me a, no, not in like a bad way but there are some bad situations mm. i also think like if you're not a senior i mean like job stress and like grad school stress or like just figuring out like you know you're not going to come back next year like what am i going to do like i don't have georgetown anymore i feel like that made people a little crazy like i'm not going to lie i'm first personally like i'm going to be here like i'm taking another semester so maybe it like skipped me, but I genuinely feel like people, the way I explained it to some people, like Maya or like anybody else, is like I think people have been like body snatched and like they are no longer like that person I knew and they're completely like somebody different. And while that's like not ideal, I think that's normal. I feel like that's senior mm-hmm. year. Like mm-hmm. I've talked to some of my adult mentors and they've just said like, you know, senior year really pushes you to figure out yourself who's on your team and like who's not and like your priorities so yeah it's kind of a lot karina what karina just mentioned is definitely important like to remember that we have a right to de-evolve i think georgetown could be real toxic sometimes because Mm -hmm. it puts on this air that we're not allowed to fail that we shouldn't be visibly like distressed or stressed or just like doing unwell and that everyone has a tendency to put on this air of perfection when in reality like life is perfectly imperfect Mm -hmm. but on this this, on this campus it sometimes feels like that's not allowed to be displayed and so i just like to remind all of our listeners that you have a right to your imperfection and that everyone's journey is their own and it takes time to learn our lessons and you should give yourself that space to do that Mm -hmm. so karina i guess my next question would be you know given like sometimes how crazy Georgetown could be now that you're a senior. Like, when you look back over your career, what were some of the things that you did to, like, really, like, empower yourself and, like, give yourself back your joy, give yourself back your confidence, give yourself back, ah, yeah, like, I feel at home at Georgetown doing this. Like, what were those things? Definitely finding a community that I really, like, represented and that, like, represented me, which would be, like, my club in Manas. Um, So I founded that organization with some of my other friends, and it's my sixth semester as, like, co-chair or VP or president of the organization. So it's definitely been a lot, but it's a Latina association mm-hmm. um, here on campus. And like we were approved by SAC in 2017. What's your, what's your Instagram? What's your Instagram? It's at hermanasgu, which is H-E-R-M-A-N-A-S for all my non-Spanish speakers. So yeah, I definitely found community in that. And I think another th- really important thing was allowing myself to like mess up and like understanding that I am literally, I just turned 22, but at the time, like I've been at Georgetown like 18 to 22. And I mean, like those are formative years. Like you're not an adult. You don't need to have everything figured out. And like, even when you meet a 21 year old, like a 20 year old who has everything figured out, 
that's not your journey. And like just realizing that like that has nothing to do with me. They have nothing to do with me. And just, you know, allowing myself to kind of mess up and like learn and, you know, get in relationships that like didn't work out or like have friendships that like were really messy and, you know, maybe not making the most best grades and not going (laughs) on these hours, but also giving myself a little pat on the back when like I passed that class that was extremely difficult or like I've been friends with this person for four years, like good job. You know what I mean? And I don't see us like not being friends, like continuing. Um, I would say another thing is allowing yourself to go out. And like that is so weird, I feel at Georgetown, because I feel like people love to do like house parties. But like when you turn 21, it is such a different world. Like Georgetown, I mean Georgetown, Georgetown is not a reflection of D.C. Um, I think there's so many great like clubs. Even if you don't drink, you don't have to drink. You don't have to like do anything else. Um, But just going out to dance is like so good at stress dancing is so much fun guys yeah if i don't go to the gym like i don't really like the gym like that i can go (laughs) dancing like it's it's the same thing it's a better word burn your calories burn the burn the burger (laughs) so yeah so i would say like having my friendships like allowing myself to mess up recognizing when i do mess up and like learning from that but also recognizing when i'm actively learning and like becoming a better person and like not making the same mistakes going out and also eating 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 is such a, like, oh god. I love going home and cooking, mm. or I love ordering in. Like, I was just telling I was just telling her, like, I might go, like, order some McDonald's when I go home. Like, just, like, allowing myself to mess up. Like, I can eat broccoli and salmon one day, eat McDonald's the next, and, like, I'm still good. Yeah, like, taking care of the health, like, making sure, like, you're being fit, you're eating well, but also having fun. In my perception of Georgetown, never when you, like, if you were to ask the question, describe Georgetown. Like, I feel like the the thing I never get the most is Georgetown is fun. And I feel like we're doing ourselves di- a disservice as college students. Like, college should be fun. It should be an enjoyable time. It should be an enjoyable experience. So, guys, if you're not having fun, you should do something to to bring that joy into your life. Like, there's so many opportunities. Karina mentioned the Hermanas Club. There's so many clubs and campus organizations that are like niche and small and warm and welcoming. And if you put in the effort to talk to the right people and figure them out, you can go find that community. And then especially like as a native Washingtonian, guys, you're missing out if you haven't gone into the D.C. region to just explore. There's like from the clubs, to the bars and in just like the culture, the music, the art, the theaters like we have free museums at the National Mall. If you haven't been to a, a National Mall Museum, if you haven't been to a Smithsonian, you're missing out. Like, that's definitely some of my self-care. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, so much fun to, I think, as a 18 to 22-year-old during this time at this university to explore more of what fun could look like as you're evolving into adulthood. Because right. you're right. We are not real adults, y'all. We're baby adults. Like We're the practice run. <laughs> we're in the practice run here at this university. And so... Just like reminding ourselves that we have a right to fail and to like use all the opportunities and the resources here to just explore our adulthood. Like a big part of college experience, of course, are friendships. Mm-hmm. Karina, what has it been like navigating friendships on Georgetown's campus? Oh my God. I'm definitely such an interesting person to ask, I would say, because mm. I think you can tell me, like, it's a fact. I switch up people, like, I switch up seasonal clothing. It's very true. I'm a big firm believer that like people can be in your life for one season, make their mark, teach you some lessons, 
and like move on and like you can move on and it be completely healthy I'm that's just how I roll I also think that I feel like everyone at Georgetown is so focused on like school or like their professional lives it can breed the environment to have really amazing friendships and like know your people but it can also breed a very like negative and toxic environment um I would say like more to our freshman sophomore year like people were just meeting people and I felt like every time I would meet people it would it would be that attitude of like what can you do for me or like what can I do for you or like can you get me into this party or can you get me into this club like exclusive club you know what are the moves like it was very transactional and that's not the way I like to do things like I said like I'm from Texas I feel like we're very like loyalist type of people like we we like to ride together type of thing like going from that I would say it sounds like it was a cultural adjustment. Yeah, it is. Like, yeah. to come to Georgetown and see, like, oh, God, like, people don't practice friendships the ways that I'm used to. And mm-hmm. I definitely would say that's something that I noticed here. You're right. I agree. Sometimes relationships on this campus could be very, can be very transactional. I feel like they could be very surface level. I feel like there is a huge lack of vulnerability. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I feel like I have, like, I think I've mentioned this, like, I have, like, I had, I should say, like maybe seven people who I knew I could talk to about anything or I knew like I could call in the middle of the night and like say like X, Y, Z, you know, and it's I'm very sad to say a lot of those people are no longer in my life because like I mentioned, senior year does get a little intense and crazy, but I think that's just the natural process of of life, you know, like who my friends were freshman year were not my friends sophomore year who weren't my friends, you know, senior year and junior year was kind of a blur but yeah yeah I mean beyond like the surface level and transactional relationships I think it's okay also to have those people like you can see once every three months and like have a good meaningful check-in and it be like you're still my friend like we still are friends you know what I mean like you can still trust me just because we can't physically see each other you know that's me like respecting your like you saying like I'm a busy college student and you respecting me like saying like I'm a busy college student you can also have those relationships um, where you like see them and it's always a good time when you see them and it's like, hey, hi, what's up? Like you good, I'm good, like surface level. But like they're still like, I still care about you. Like mm-hmm. I still wanna know what you're doing, you know? And then you have those very deep, meaningful friendships that like kind of rock your world essentially like when things go wrong or when things are going really right, you know? I feel like those people can really make or break your time at Georgetown. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like I've had a lot of those. <laughs> It's really cool. Last week, we explored some of these, like, relationship types that Karina just mentioned. She mentioned three primary relationships types. You know, the surface-level friendships, people who you engage with on a regular basis, but, like, it's not, like, a deep, deep connection, but you but you have some love for them. You have some care for them. That's the that's that Ludus love. And then she also mentioned, you know, the people who you might not see every day. You might see, like, once every three months, but you pick up right where you left off. Remember, guys, that's more close to, like, uh, a Ludus love, but it's also, like, a love related to quality time. So, like, even though quality time factor isn't a predominant factor, during the relationship when time is finally spent with that person it is really really impactful and then lastly the last relationship she mentioned was one where like you're able to see that person on a regular basis or not and regardless of what happens you have a deep connection to them like you love them very much like you're having the conversations you're like engaging with one another you're interested with one another and that's really important to find on campus and mm-hmm. i would also say that karina mentioned trying to find these people in our peers Contrary to belief, you can mess around and find that person in an adult on campus. That's so true. Like a mentor, a a professor, a minister, or one of the staffers in the offices. That person Mm -hmm. can end up being an employee of this university. Karina, do you have any relationships like that? 
Yeah, definitely. I would say my... So I used to have two, but one of them actually just moved to New York, and she used to work in geopolitics. And she was actually one of the only Latina, like, people I knew on campus that were, like, not a student, which is kind of crazy. Georgetown do better. (laughs) But my other one works in the CSJ. I met her my sophomore spring break. We we did an ABP trip. She was, like, the faculty, and I was obviously on – I was on the board, so I got to go. But we went to Jamaica. Her name is Whitney Maddox. And she works in the CSJ, and she's just the a ray of sunshine, you know. Like she gives the best advice. Like we go to lunch, like we we try to go to lunch. I want to say maybe like twice a semester since doing um, spring break my sophomore year, and like yeah, like for you to make time for me, and like we text each other. She sends me memes because I like to tell her like all my tea, and like she sends me memes. Um, but she's like one of the best people. I feel like adults on campus are so underrated because you think like oh like they're paid to be here like oh they don't care like oh like how can they relate to me but like she was a student too like she she got her second master's just recently so like she knew like how Georgetown operated she also was I think she has a lot of like CSJ clubs and organizations so like she knew what I was talking about when I said like there's funding issues or like drama within like clubs or like you know relationships etc like she you know, she always kept it real, and I always appreciated her for that. So, like, Whitney, I love you. She's so good. Oh, spread on the love, spread on the love. So, yeah, Karina and I are bringing up some really important points, guys. Don't forget to look for connections with the adults that are on this campus. You'll meet some really, really cool people. And don't be afraid to go to office hours simply just to go to office hours. Like, mm-hmm. have conversations with with professors these are people they have lives they have issues and they have drama and they have success and they have failures and they are so interested in making connection with you all and so if you take that step to engage they'll like they'll meet you right where you're at so as we mentioned making sure that we're continuing to find some of those amazing people and adults now we talked about friends we talked about the adults on campus how do we give ourselves the self-care and the self-love that we need now as seniors what do we do now I definitely would say like just respecting our time is and like prioritizing yourself. I think that's so underrated and it's something you have to learn. Like, let's say like I have classes scheduled nine to three and then I have meetings three to five. And then like my friend wants to hit me up and say like, let's go do this at like five, 10 until, you know, 8 p.m. And I'm like, no, you know, it's okay to say no and just say, you know what, like, I don't really want to do that. I'm exhausted. I, I could really just use a nap. Maybe you want to do like six o'clock to eight. You know, how about that? Or you know what I mean? Like suggest another day. I would also say um, for me personally, I've just taken up extreme cooking. I try to cook every meal. Um, I also love grocery shopping. I just saw Kalani's. <laughs> Wait, you love grocery I shopping? I love grocery shopping. Kalani just posted on Instagram. And I, like, retweeted it, and it said, you know, you need to carve out that time for yourself. But she was like, here's what I like to do. I like to go grocery shopping. I like to drive around with the windows down. I like to bowl, you know, Mm. just, like, random things. So I like to cook. I love to cook. You know, you're feeding your body. You're feeding your mind. I also just took up boxing. Get out, guys. I did not know this. You took up boxing? I did. I've only been to one class. (laughs) But I really liked it, and it was something, like, suggested to me. I don't think I have pent-up aggression, But I do think I have a lot of energy sometimes that, like, it's hard to sleep or, you know, it's hard to quiet my mind. I feel like I'm an overthinker. And it's just nice to, like, get in and, like, do do a sweat sesh in the dark. You know what I mean? With, like, random people. 
like pretty similar to just dancing you're in the dark but you're with your friends and a bunch of other random people like it's just good to like release some of that like energy um i'm also gonna try yoga i haven't officially tried it we could do it together guys if you guys want to join us we could all do yoga together yeah hit us up um because if y'all didn't know i think it's down dog right here by the starbucks Mm -hmm. they have a 30 days for 30 dollars so you can do a limited number of classes for only thirty dollars because they try to get you hooked so you become a full-time customer so i don't know i might you know mess around and go get my yoga on i don't know i've never i'm not that i'm very small i'm like very non-bendable i'm like i don't have a lot of body like i'm very i'm like five foot i would say just like figuring out what you like i, I remember my junior year a senior friend of mine he met us she was amazing she was in my club mentor of mine she just graduated and i miss her but she got me up at like 5 30 to go to this soul cycle class soul cycle was not for me but i've never tried it so i was like okay and she was like it's an ariana grande themed one like you're gonna love it because i love ariana grande so i was like okay like you know what i mean like i love you i love ariana grande like i don't like working out i don't like getting up early but i might as well try it and i figured out it wasn't for me but it might be for you you know like even this podcast it's like a reflection of like you giving something out into the world that like it's not exactly it's not a class it's not like something mandatory it's not something non-fun it's like a reflection of like your passion you know what I mean yeah I think Karina definitely like nailed it on the head about trying to figure out just what you enjoy doing and and figuring out and not being afraid to go explore that and prioritizing self and prioritizing that I think sometimes it's really easy at Georgetown to not make space to explore the self. And I'm doing this podcast not only as a means to reflect on that importance for myself, but also to encourage a couple of you all to do that work. And it is it is work, but it's really good work. It's like some of the best things that you could do for yourself. Yeah, this podcast is definitely a labor of love <laughs> for me. Um, and it's definitely how I practice my own self-care. And I look forward to being able to create like more connections on campus, to invite more people on to interview and to even potentially host some events so that we do go to like Down Dog together or we do hit up the boxing studio or we go see a movie by GPD or like we can go see a theater show or go visit the monuments. I'm really interested in building community. I've always enjoyed building communities with people and making like important relationships and connections and like having vulnerability and having conversations and just having fun. That's how I do self-care. Karina, how would you describe our relationship journey as friends? I know we were neighbors. So we did this, we did the program together and we were friends during the program. And then we ended up being like pretty close neighbors on our freshman floor. Mm -hmm. And you ended up like, yeah, so we were like in the same friend group kind of, and we would always hang out. And then, you know, you went away for like a year. (laughs) So that was kind of crazy. I never went abroad, okay, y'all? I never did that. But she went a- she went away for a year. And I remember, like, there was some stuff going down in, like, my personal life. And, like, I wasn't as active in, like, reaching out to people or, like, you know, taking the time to, like, remember, like, the good in my life. And I feel like we're really good friends. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's always a good time when you come around and, like, when we hang out. And I also feel that... We always have made time for each other. Mm-hmm. At least, like, at least, like, a text. Like, what are you doing this day? Because I think it's, like, I, like we said, you know, I'm extremely busy. Like, five, I mean, like, nine to five type busy even after. And, you know, you're extremely busy as well. And, like, 
It's it's hard to it's be hard. friends out here. It's hard to have friends. It is. Mm-hmm. It's weird because like of course like you want friends, you want healthy relationships, you want to be able to do fun things, cool things. Mm-hmm. But Georgetown gets so busy, like on top of classes, clubs, jobs, commitments, pre-professional culture. It's hard. It's hard to prioritize yourself, let alone prioritize yourself with others. And one thing that I've always made sure I do for friends that I love and care about, and Karina is definitely one of the closer friends that I've I've had on this campus, so I'm really lucky, is really making the effort for Karina, really making the effort for my friends, like really making sure I'm texting them, I'm making an effort to meet up, making sure I'm keeping in contact. And these are things, honestly, as a senior, they are hard to do. Finding time for self is one thing, finding time with other people can be hard as well, but it's one of those things that I prioritize. And it's not perfect, and I'm still trying to get better at it every day, but it's important to like figure out how to like navigate it. And that's what adulthood is all about, mm-hmm. figuring out how to navigate your relationships. Yeah, and it's, it's like Maya said, it's 100% work. It's not like, it's so easy to just get wrapped up in like what you're thinking and like what you're doing right now and like what you have due tomorrow or like what, that, what was due last week that you haven't done or like what you're gonna eat tonight. But it's, it's just nice. I mean, think about it. Like, whenever you do carve out that time for your friends, like, think about how happy, you know, you all, you all end up being. So, yeah, like, carving out time to say, like, hey, we all got to eat. We all got to study. We all got to, like, you know, there's some things that college students, like, we all have to do. So, like, why not do it them together? Why not do it together? Right. I want to thank Karina for coming on this podcast and sharing her insights about her experience at Georgetown and how she's attempted to create self-care in her life. And as she's mentioned, she's still figuring out and growing. Do you have any, like, last comments for our listeners? I mean, yeah, just keep going. I know it gets so difficult to be here. I mean, trust me, I understand. But just keep going. It's just four years. There's so much more beyond. But also, you take what you get from here, you know? Once again, thank you guys for listening to What is Love. We are so grateful for your support and exploring and engaging in the topics of this podcast. As always, we invite you to engage more deeply by listening weekly and following our Instagram at WIL underscore P-O-D-C-A-S-T and attending one of our social events. Next week on What is Love podcast, dating and sex in college. We'll be getting real with relationships and inviting more students to interview with us. Do you want to join the conversation? Do you have a comment or question about this podcast? Be sure to fill out the questionnaire on our Instagram. And lastly, spread the love. Tell your friends and family about The Will Project. And above all else, reflect deeply on the themes presented and be courageous enough to love yourself just a little bit more. Bye.